The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Thank you for that which you are set to do. Thank you, Father, because everyone here is moving from death to life. And the name of Jesus be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's rise together for the Lord Jesus. Um, God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Welcome again, um, everybody. Let's welcome our neighbors. Um, say welcome to your neighbor and smile to them. I know you are all business this morning. You, you mean business, but just smile a little bit and just say welcome, neighbor, and smile. For those attending the God Reagan service for the first time, um, don't wait for any particular time. The river of God is flowing already, obviously. Um, praise the name of the Lord. So just connect to God. Just connect to God. God works with us instantly, silently, and completely. So let's focus on God and God alone. Praise the Lord. Um, we welcome the internet church also. Obviously, from the testimonies we are getting, God is not limited by space and time at all. At all. At all. Um, my assignment this morning is, is pretty straightforward. And we are concluding our series from death to life. This is part four of, of the series. Next week, we'll be teaching on abundant life. So we've moved up there to life. Now you're going to go into what? Life abundantly. But our text is Ezekiel 37. You're going to read 1 to 14. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14. I want to encourage you to just stay focused in this service because you are going to remember this day for a long time. For a very long time. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14, it says, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied. You alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles 
on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I speak the, spoke the message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies. But they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, O son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me. And breath came into the, their bodies and they all came to life and stood up upon their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile. And cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back into your land. When this happens, oh, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. The Lord bless the reading and understanding of his words in Jesus' name. You see, many times we find ourselves in situations that can best be described as a dry bone situation. And some of us, we are far gone in that spectrum, as, as it were. The situation is dry and dead and, and, and almost forgotten, in fact, forgotten, scattered. And on the other side is, is a situation that is filled with life and abundance. And everyone sitting here is somewhere on this spectrum. And that situation that is facing you, that you consider... A challenge to you is somewhere on that spectrum. It's somewhere on that spectrum. It could be, it could be just that it's sick, or, or it could be that it's dead, or it could be that it's buried, or it could be that it's decomposed, or it could be that it is dry. Or it could be that the skeletons are even scattered everywhere and very dry. But regardless of where you are on the spectrum, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are moving from death to life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In, in, in this story, it, it, it's a very peculiar situation that Israel, God's people, found themselves. The burial in Ezekiel 37 is what you call an open burial. In other words, they just tossed the bodies on, in the valley. 
There was no six feet grave. There were no tombs in the case of Lazarus. In other words, these people were abandoned. And many times we feel, even in the troubles, in the deadness, in the dryness of the bones, we feel abandoned in the valley. They were abandoned in the valley. And they were not only abandoned in the valley, the the, the scripture says that scavengers fed on them. The voice translation, verse 11, it says, Son of man, these bones are the entire community of Israel. They keep saying, our bones are dry now, picked clean by scavengers. You know, sometimes it's as if the problem you have is not even enough. Then there are still people that are still, you know, just trying to suck you dry. Today, God will move you from death to life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Nigeria, similarly, God will move this nation from death to life in the name of Jesus. And in moving from death to life, it could be from physical death to physical life. Now, that's what a lot of us are, 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 I mean, conversant with. It could be from physical death to physical life. Like in the case of um, Lazarus, John 11. Lazarus was physically dead. For some of us, the, the challenge we are facing is, is a physical ailment. We are sick in the body. We need healing. I'm praying today that you will move from physical death to physical life in Jesus' name. Everything that needs healing. And for those of you that are seated here, that you are standing in the gap for your loved ones that are not here, God will reach out and touch them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Moving from death to life could, apart from being from physical death to physical life, it could be from scarcity to abundance. It could be from scarcity to abundance. For some of us, the summation of our financial situation or even of our lives has been scarcity. Everything you've had has been scarce. Even when the teachers want to give you grades, they, they make sure it's scarce. Today, in the name of Jesus, you are moving from scarcity to abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know the story we read at the video, 2 Kings 7. The nation was under a siege. There was scarcity so bad that women, mothers were, were, were cooking their sons. I mean, you know, it, it, mothers can't even imagine it. How many mothers here, except you are an Obonge mother? Uh, which, how many mothers here can even picture cooking his own son, her own son? It's, it's, um, you'd rather die. But it got so bad that they cooked their sons <laughs> to eat. And the word of God came to them. As the word of God is coming to you today. That by this time tomorrow, they are going to move from scarcity to abundance. By this time tomorrow, you would have moved from scarcity to abundance. In the name of Jesus. Death to life could be from bitterness to sweetness. Like in the story of Mara. For some of us, that's, that's the submission of our lives. Exodus 15, 
23 to 25, the, the children of Israel, they got to, to a place that the church was an oasis, and, and they saw water, and because they were thirsty, they rushed and, and to drink the water, and they met water, the water was bitter. And that's been some, ex, some people's experience with the things that we believe God has promised us. Maybe God has said to you, oh, you've been looking forward to getting married, you waited, 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 you found the right person, you rushed into it, you drank the water, bitter. For some of us, it's, 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 a, it's a business, you know, you, you have the business idea, you got the funding, and you rushed to it, you tested it, bitter. For some of us, it's a career, bitter. For some of us, a health, bitter. The same way God turned Mara to sweetened waters. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will turn your Mara to sweetened waters. Amen. Totally in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Totally. Today, mark it on your calendar. This day, you are going to pivot from death to life. The day I transitioned from scarcity to abundance. The day I transitioned from bitterness to sweetness. The day I transitioned from sickness to health. It could be from sickness to health. From death to life could also be like we saw in the video, from slavery to freedom. From slavery to freedom. Again, don't be quick to say, oh, but pastor, I'm not in slavery. I'm not in slavery. <laughs> Listen. Anything that you are doing that you always wished you could stop doing, you're a slave to. But today, you are moving out of that slavery. In the mighty name of Jesus. Anyone that has an influence over your life, you know that for some people it's an auntie. If the auntie says to anyone in your family, sit down, everybody must sit down. Otherwise, there will be trouble. And you have been saying, let's give to Caesars. What is Caesars? Today, you are coming free. The next time the auntie says, sit down, you say, sit down, call. <laughs> I am free. Listen, God specializes in moving people from death to life. That is his specialty. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for, for us today. In Exodus 12, from verse 12, the word of God says that I am going to pass through the land of Egypt during the night, I'm put to death. All their firstborns. Can you see that? God says, I will put to death all their firstborns. And animals. I also will execute my judgment against all the gods of the Egyptians, for I am the eternal one. The blood on your doorpost of your houses will be a sign where you are. When I pass by and see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague will not afflict you. When I strike the land of Egypt with death. So God is saying, because you are moving from death to life, I am going to visit death on the things that have kept you in death so that you can move to life. 
You can clap a little. It's fine. <laughs> the, the key thing is this. Many times, the things that try to hold us in debt will not relent until God visits death on them so that we can come to life. Everything that God needs to visit with death so that you will come to life, let the judgment begin. In the name of Jesus. I will also execute judgments upon the gods of Egypt. You know, God is saying that even their gods, I will deal with their gods. Many times as human beings, we see death as the end of the road. But God uses death as a bridge to a fresh start. We see death as the end of the road. But God says, death is just a bridge to a fresh start. Many times when, 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 when a business shows up, I've seen many people, sometimes I've had people lose their jobs and they are shaking. They are, Pastor, I have a family to feed. And I always keep myself from laughing, particularly if the person has been following God. Why do I keep myself from laughing? Because it's like a pattern with God. God, sometimes we have to shut one door so that he can open a bigger door. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, so I, but I pray and I encourage and they leave. And guess what? This same person, just a few months down the line, they are grateful to God that they lost that job. The challenge with us is that we are too comfortable with the familiar. And many times, God needs to terminate it so that you can enter into your destiny. It could be a relationship. God needs to put it to an end. God needs to put it to an end. <laughs> there was a lady in, um, she's in, she's in the U.S. At, at the moment. And she's, she's now married. But then, she came for a meeting like this. And she said, it was like I was talking to her as I'm talking to someone here today. God is killing that relationship himself. The emails were not a lot. I understand that. I understand the feeling. <laughs> the reason is so that he can bring you into your destiny. Stop crying over spilled milk. And in, in the story of the, the lady I was telling you about, so, so, she, so she calls me up and she goes, tells me her story and, you know, so painful. She, she kept trying to get back to, with the guy. I kept saying to her, the, the more you try getting back to the guy, the longer it will take you. So finally she um, let go and let go. And today she's, she's happily married. She's grateful. She said, how could I have even want to marry that guy? <laughs> When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion. We were like them that dream. There was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue with singing. God specializes in bringing life out of death. Israel from Egypt. Freedom from slavery. 
That's his specialty. And in fact, the way he even works with us as people, particularly as ministers, as Christians, is that he allows us to go through things that appear to crush us. But through that thing, he brings out his life. And we are marveled in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in heathen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? So that the life, I must say the life, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. So then death is working in us, Paul is saying, so that life can work out in you. Every parent understands this principle of life. Every parent knows I need to sacrifice so that my children can have a great future. Every parent knows that is good parents. Know that if you need to choose between buying a new bag and paying your children's school fees. Every parent knows that, as it were, death is working in us so that life can come out through these people. In fact, when a mother gives birth in, in, in the western part of Nigeria, they, they say, you know what that means? You have just come through death to give life. Every pastor knows that. The sacrifice <laughs> to bring life. Even you yourself, you know you've been fasting for 21 days. Why? You are fasting as it were. You are going down physically so that you can come up. <laughs> Death to life. Today I was getting dressed and, you know, I, I took this belt and I, I couldn't find any hole. I had to make two holes. <laughs> Come on. So I was like, oh, man. But the life. <laughs> the life is, is un, 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 unquantifiable. So in verse 16, in verse 16, the word of God says, therefore we do not lose heart. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction. Everybody say light affliction. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal, 
And the things that are not seen are eternal. We don't look at the things that are seen. Otherwise, we won't pay the price that we are paying. You, if you look at the things that you can see, you will not pay the price you need to pay to get to where God wants to take you to. You have to take your eyes off the things that are seen. And keep your eyes on the things that are not seen. Why? Because the things that are seen are temporal. And the things that are not seen are internal. Philip came to Jesus and said to Jesus, some man wants to see you. In John 12, verse 14, Jesus' response is just, just, just an enigma. You know, his responses are out of this world. Jesus' response was, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. Many of us, the reason we are not seeing the progress that we have been mouthing is because we are not paying the price that we should pay. Today, you will pay the required price. And you will get the desired result in the mighty name of Jesus. It remains alone, solitary seed. But when it is planted, when you plant the seed, it, it dies. It produces in death. Everybody say in death. It produces in death a great harvest, a huge harvest. Even Jesus had to die. So that we can live. Aren't you grateful for that? Let's clap for Jesus. We are totally grateful, Lord. Totally grateful. Totally grateful. He had to die so that we can live. He took upon our infirmities so that we can be healed by his wounds. And that's what God is saying. That Jesus has paid the price for your life. So, death, from death to life, just also goes beyond from slavery to freedom. From death to life also means from spiritual death to spiritual life. There are some people here, you, the best way to describe your spiritual state is you are spiritually dead. No mincing words. How, how, how do I know, Pastor? If I'm spiritually dead. How do I know? Two pointers. They are not exhaustive. Is it possible to still have those two and still be dead? Yes, but if you have any of these two, any of these two, spiritually dead. Number one, If you can't praise God, you are spiritually dead. When you see people praising God, like, what are they doing? You are spiritually dead. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, no offense. It's just the Bible. Isaiah 37. Let me show you quickly so that you see that it's God's word. Verse 19. Only the living, the living, only the living can praise you as I do today. This goes beyond physical life. 
Only the spiritually alive. Alive. That, that, that can't praise God. You, 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 you struggle. You don't even know. You can't connect. You, you are dead. But you will come to life today. In Jesus' name. Okay, fine. Pastor, I've heard that. So how else can I know? I'm spiritually dead. Number two. You can't hear God. What is God saying to you? I don't know. What's he saying about my family? I don't know. Should, does God want me to relocate to Abakaliki? I don't know. But there is gold in Abakaliki, so everybody's going there, so I must go. Spiritually dead. How do I know? John 10, 28, 27. John 20, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You see, God, one, one of the key things separated a child of God from a child of God can't hear God. Say, Pastor, wow. I used to think hearing God is just for um, the prophets and the bishops. No. Hearing God is for every child of God. Every single child of God. So, is it possible to, to praise? Maybe because you've stayed long in church. You know when to lift your hands, even if it means nothing here. You know when to, to shout, even if, you know, and, and, you know, you claim you can hear God. Is it, is it possible to have any of these two and still be dead? Yes. Because it's possible to hear God telling you to repent. Is that not still hearing God? God is saying, repent of your ways. Repent, repent, repent. You are hearing God, but you are not listening. You are not obeying. You are still dead. We can say you are hearing God. Yes, you are, but you are dead. You know, because inherent in hearing is obeying, is following. In fact, another translation says, my sheep follow my voice. It's not just take care of my voice as, a, as advice. They follow my voice. And you see, you are going to move from death to life today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Obedience to God is key. Obedience to God is what? It's key. In verse 7 of um, Ezekiel 37 that we read, it says, so, now, now listen to this. It says, so I did what God told me to do. Wow. So I did what God told me to do. That's what Ezekiel said. In, by, by the time you get to verse 10, he said the same thing. So I did what God told me to do. I did what God told me to do. Inherent in hearing God is obeying God. So your, 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 your private obedience is directly proportional to your public influence. Okay, I'm using mathematical relationships. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to find good English. <laughs> your private obedience 
What's the direction for proportional in? It's not equals. Direct proportion is anyway. I don't need to explain that. Anyway, okay. Uh, because there's a factor to make it equal. Anyway, this is not a math class. If you obey in, in, in private, you can't speak in public. Okay, let me just give an example. God says to you, uh, I need you to give this sister this pen. So, God says to you, give this sister this pen. So, you, you take the pen, but you, but you say to God, but, but you know I like this pen now. Out of all this, the pen I have, how come is this one that you are putting your eye inside? Please, please, please. I'm not going to give her. And you don't give the sister the pen. Then it's time to pray. Then you come up and you say, I command you for wings. Wind go. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yo, yo, yo. Private obedience determines your public influence. So from death to life could also mean from depression to joy. And someone is going from depression to joy today in Jesus' name. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, You have turned my morning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. It could also mean from curses to blessings. I'm praying today, everyone plagued with curses. Today, God will break the curses and move you to blessings in Jesus' name. 2 Kings 2, 19. It says, one day, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my Lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surrounding, as you can see. But as the, the water is bad and the land is unproductive, Elisha said, bring me a bowl of salt in it. And so they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified these waters. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since just as Elisha said. I was um, relating with someone and the person kept now listen to this making some amazing decisions. I call them amazing because I, I was like why is this person making decisions like this? And you know what God said to me? Because I've never seen curses like that before. God said to me, it's because she's under a curse. 
I'm like, okay. So I began to understand. The way the course is working is that the course is making her make there are people that God has said to help her. The cost is making her turn them to her enemies. Then the people that, obviously, I didn't see that, but I just concluded that. The people that are probably not for her are the people that she will see as friends. In fact, it brings delusion. Seeing friends as enemies and enemies as friends. There are people here. That has been the pattern of your life. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that pattern is broken. You will move from death to life. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I wrap up this teaching, we see that there are two distinct prophecies that God told Ezekiel to do. Two distinct prophecies. The first one is to the bones. Prophesy to the bones, son of man. And we have been doing that. We've been prophesying to the physical things, to the bones that they will live. But the second one is what we are going to do today. Is prophesy to the winds and cause the winds to come and breathe. And it says that he said to me, Speak to the wind, son of man, speak a prophetic message. This is what the sovereign Lord says Come, O bread from the four winds and breathe into the dead bodies so they may live. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came to the body and they all came to life and stood upon their feet. So we, we've spoken to the bones. Now it's time to speak to the winds. Until you speak to the winds, you have lifeless bodies. Until you speak to the winds, you have a body that is still vulnerable to scavengers. Until you speak to the winds, you have a body that is still vulnerable to decay. You, until you speak to the winds, you have a body that is still vulnerable to death. But when you speak to the winds, life comes into the body. And it comes alive. You need the wind to speak to the wind. We've talked about that earlier. You need the wind to speak to the wind. You need the wind of the Holy Spirit to come under you for you to speak to the wind. Everyone here that is struggling under the yoke of addiction. You are walking out of here free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone that is in slavery, you are moving to freedom in Jesus' name. Everyone that is in depression, you are moving to joy in Jesus' name. 
everyone that is experiencing Mara, you are moving to sweetened waters in Jesus' name. Everyone that is experiencing physical death, sicknesses, you are moving to divine health in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone that is experiencing lack and scarcity, you are moving to abundance. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Say to Jesus, thank you because I'm moving from death to life today. Talk to God. Talk to God. You may be here. Your story is that you are spiritually dead. You are spiritually dead. You're saying, I I can't hear God. I don't know God. Or I used to know God, but you know, pastor, things have happened. Life has happened. But I want to come back to God. You want to come back to God. You're saying, pastor, I want to move from life. I want to move from death to life. I want to move from this position of incapacitation to the position of triumph and greatness. Pray with me, pastor. I want to pray with you. That is you. Wherever you are seated, Pastor, pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you right there. All over the place. Keep the hands up. Keep it up. God bless you. All over the place. Keep the hands up. At the overflow. Keep the hands up. Right there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. At the middle. God bless you. In front here. Right in front here. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep it 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 up. Keep the hands up and talk to God. God bless you. At the back. At that corner, keep the hands up. God bless you. Right at that corner, God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. At that corner, God bless you. Keep the hands up. Right at the back, God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. That is me. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. That is me. At the overflow, keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Once you have the card, keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you. Right there. Keep the hands up. That is me. That is me. Anybody else? I'm joining them. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. If you have the card, God bless you right there. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Right in front of you. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there. If you have the card, they've given you the card. I want you to get up on your feet and come forward to the altar. And we'll pray together. If you're in the overflow, also come. Come. My I stay on. The ushers are going to help us. Please help them. From, from the overflow, keep coming. I stay no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way. I made up, I made up my mind. I made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. Say goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. From the overflow, you're welcome. You're welcome. Keep coming, keep coming. Precious. Of sin, 